Hello and welcome to Less Than 10, a brand new podcast about EVE Online small gang PvP. My name is Feral, and with me is my co-host, Blood Ruin. Hey guys, I'm Blood Ruin, and uh, you know, Feral, as we're kind of putting this together, uh, let's kind of talk about who we are and, you know, what background we come from. I, I think we've talked a bit about some of the groups that we've all been involved in, but uh, I don't think I've ever asked you how you actually started playing the game. Like... How did you find out about Eve? How did you get started? What kind of stuff did you do in like your first week of playing? Oh man, it's kind of hard to remember. I started playing uh, in about, about the middle of 2008, and I had a friend, like a dude that I played other MMOs with, not a real life friend, and he convinced me to try Eve, and I did. I kind of followed him around. Um, I was in, I was in like a, I don't even remember what region. Immediately moved out to Nullsec in some kind of, I think it was like Southern Coalition. I think that was a thing back then. Um, I think it was in Delve. And uh, I kind of just like learned the hard way, got my ratting ship blown up. My first loss was a Tempest, I believe, that I was ratting with, uh, killed by a Cinnable. And, uh, and I kind of just stu- like stuttered through that for a bit, didn't really get the bug. Um, kind of took some breaks for a few years on and off. And then when I came back, I, I eventually joined a corp called Noir Academy, which was a, tra- a PVP training corp for a mercenary, or- mercenary organization. And that's what kind of like got me into PVP. I think that was back in like 2011 or so. Uh, and yeah, I kind of just took off from there. Nice. So you flew with Noir. Uh, and then what other groups have you flown with since? I've had little spatterings in several groups, Shadow Cartel, a couple wormhole groups, uh, short stint with Honorable Third Party. Mainly I was I flew with Noir for years and just like struggled to kind of find a home after that. I was with Noir when they were in Mercenary Coalition, which I w- didn't really enjoy too much. Um, just the, the bigger gameplay wasn't really my, my bag. So I kind of took a break through that, but mainly Noir with a bunch of little tiny groups, little little stints with other groups. And then joined uh the chronos ritual um i don't know i want to say six months ago now and and i kind of found what feels like my second like home in eve after noir which was a good feeling to get that again solid group of guys just small gang all the time yeah and that's where we met and start talking about nerd stuff and uh decide that we're gonna put together a podcast so (laughs) what uh what Totally random question. What's your fi- favorite candy or like candy bar outside of Eve topic? <laughs> Definitely saltwater taffy. Dude, that's weird. Okay. I've, I've actually, uh, I wouldn't have pegged you for that. I would have, you know, thought maybe like a Babe Ruth or something. I don't know. Something with chocolate oh, in it. Handmade saltwater taffy. That's the shit right there. Uh, what a, so I think I know the question, the answer to this one. But if you could only fly one ship in Eve for the next year, what would it Legion. be? Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. I love the Legion, man. It's it's uh, such a versatile ship. You can, I really like flying it with the uh, like the kiting nano armor rep rapid light missile launcher drone fit with with two dead space newts with the newt subsystem. It's so versatile. It doesn't have a ton of range, but really versatile. It's not like a, uh, you know top tier small gang ship but i really like to solo in it so i don't know if you go full try hard you can get the 100 min fits both like pulse and rapid light like you're talking about and they're you know really strong you can gauge a lot of different things um so yeah its versatility is definitely like pretty much a, a strong point for the legion and a lot of t3s right now yeah. so how about likewise for you uh why don't you tell everyone kind of how you grew up in Eve and and where you come from? Yeah, so I I actually started later than you. I started in 2011, um, and I remember it was right after the Crucible expansion, um, and a roommate of of mine in college played Eve, and so I started 
I, I kind of asked him about it and then started playing. And my first three months were pretty much just mining in high sec because I didn't know anything about what I was doing. And, um, I, I like mined in a Navitas and then upgraded to a Scythe and finally mined enough money to get a battleship. So I bought a Maelstrom and got into incursions. And then the money started flowing in. So <laughs> I quickly expanded out to, you know, like four accounts and stuff and uh, kind of uh, got my feet, um, my, got my footing going forward from there and eventually created Blood Ruin as a faction warfare alt. About, you know, three years into the game, I decided I wanted to learn PvP. Nice. Excellent choice. And then uh, the first group I actually kind of like flew with in, in terms of PvP was a group called Rifterlings. And uh, Fintaru was the CEO and a lot of streaming content there on Twitch. Uh, I streamed for like a year, year and a half and um, really kind of like enjoyed that interaction and going through that process and learned a lot about frigate PvP and did that for probably two years in low sec, just almost exclusively solo frigates and uh then later got involved with a couple groups like uh furnace which is like now thermodynamics or barcode and kind of some of those nano gang corps um got involved in tournaments that was where i really felt like i started to learn some of the really deep down mechanics and um kind of push myself and and the the people around me were you know pushing to get better with every single iteration you know um when you're doing tournament type play and uh yeah that was that's where i really kind of like found my uh got the bug right <laughs> in terms of small gang pvp is like just uh through tournament play you're you're in new fights of the same kinds of situations every 10 minutes um, and you're trying to say, okay, what did I do last time? Well, how did it work? What do I need to do this time to to be better or like to not get caught or not die or or whatever the situation was? Yeah, for sure. We have a little bit in common there. I've flown in, I think, three ATs, Shadow Cartel one year, and then I've flown with Noir for a couple of years as well in AT. We never really did too well. I think you've had a lot more success, but really do I, I can relate to the, the whole at feeling of you know all the work you put into practicing and you know it's it's a uh, pretty crazy super yeah to go it's but. it's funny anytime i talk to someone who hasn't done at they're, they're always like kind of focused on oh what's it like flying in the match and the match for me is actually like i don't i i'd rather fly in all the practices than in the match because that's where there's the most activity and the most learning and stuff and and match day is fun, but you know if someone else is gonna fly that role better, like one hundred percent, just put them in. Don't worry about my feelings, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely a team effort. So, and uh, if you could only fly one ship for the next full year, what ship would that be, Blood? So I was actually thinking about the Legion and and some of the T threes, but I ultimately decided on Stratios. Um, just because I think it is... Really? Yeah, so all the different ways you can fit it, there's like the hyperspatial kind of kiting gank fit to go after your ratters. You can do newt fits with brawling. You can use it for exploration really well. Um, and then it's also like pretty cheap in comparison to a lot of the other things that I would say, okay, if I'm stuck with a ship for one year and I want to do a lot of different things, uh, the Stratius is gonna fit like 90 percent of those things that i want to do so uh, that's a good point i there's also that hyperspatial armor rep nano fit with the newts it's similar to the yeah. shield one yeah i flew that quite a court for quite a while it is a good good ship for sure it flies very similarly to how i fly my legion when i'm like solo rider hunting yeah so. i mean i fly that thing like it's an omen navy issue and then I just use the newts if someone gets on top of me. And I think the fit that I fly has three medium newts. And you can newt out most cruisers even and, and, and escape. Um, and yeah, that one's kind of more of a gank setup. But yeah, I, I like flying that one around. Nice. So that's us. That's your hosts, guys. We'll uh, periodically have guests on the show as well. But uh, sometimes it'll just be the two of us. 
Uh, so I guess we can move on to our, our next topic, which is kind of related, but just why we are starting this podcast and uh, what we think our release schedule will be like, all that kind of stuff. So just some info. So uh, for me, I've kind of always wanted to start a podcast. I've kind of guest been a guest on a few podcasts here and there, especially like Declarations of War. Uh, Alec, the host of that show, is a good friend of mine I've known for years. Um, and I'm just a big podcast junkie. I, I, you know, I've been listening to podcasts for as long as they've been. I've been around Eve, basically. Um, some of my favorites: Declarations of War and uh, the Bringing Solo Bag podcast with Kill Two and Cobrix. Formerly Kill Two is now CCP Rise, of course. So formerly Kill Two. And uh, there was another po- podcast I really like called The Daily Roam. All these PvP-centered podcasts that I really enjoyed and. There's kind of a void of that right now. There's there's no really small gang podcast. So we kind of saw that hole and, you know, just wanted to, to fill it. So, I mean, I still go back and, like, watch Kill 2 streams. And there's a lot that I get from that, you know. And it's just kind of the way he presents information, that kind of emphasis not on being not on winning every fight but on learning stuff and i think that's still super valuable um (laughs) even though it's you know seven years old or something and same with those podcasts um i listened to static talk before i got into wormholes um really and kind of uh some of what goes on in wormholes and learning you know what the main issues with fighting in a static is like and things like that um so yeah i've been on mind clash a couple times um when they were around and talked about different topics whether it be like new player engagement or tournament pvp and uh, just seeing that there's not really a, a small gang focus on a podcast a lot of the podcasts that are going on right now are kind of general topic um and they just kind of talk about what's the news of the day uh and, and so we want something yeah, a little more specific and also the opportunity to highlight some of the really interesting players and, and play styles that are going on that might be a little bit harder to see. Like uh, one of the, I watch pretty much every single broadcast from uh, Worst Player Ever, um, whose character name is Lucy Liu. And yeah, he's, he's an incredible like solo PvP player usually he's multi-boxing three accounts and like warping in a Neris to drop himself cap boosters. And then if things get crazy, he'll bring his like Bifrost or Magus alt in to like jump his battleship away or jump the enemy battleships away. And it just blows my mind, you know? And uh, that guy, I was an MC when the infamous uh, kill all the bombers video came out, you know, the Barger video. The Barger. <laughs> so I was, in MC, because that was against MC, obviously. Um, I was in MC when that happened, and I I was around. I like hopped on comms and I heard them trying to fight him, and then I found out it was Lissy Lou. And uh, oh man, they just got they just got wrecked. It like oh you guys we guys have got to watch that video. I can't remember what it's called. It's like I think it's Hero Varger or maybe like DED Varger or something. But for context, he is in low sec and he's running a DD site in a Varger that's fully PvP fit. And the bombers, I think initially like a Tangu came in and tackled them, but they couldn't light a Blop Sino, so they had to warp everything in. So they warp in like all these bombers and three or four black ops battleships and they start trying to run him down and he just kites all of them kills like i don't know 10 bombers or something and then catches like two or three of the of the black ops battleships and kills them and it's just so brutal to watch (laughs) yeah it is it is like yeah the epitome of solo small gang pvp like you guys have to check it out just google hero varger kill the bombers that's the title of the video i just checked it out so check it out that's the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about um blood and i probably are both most familiar with flying nano stuff um i don't do a lot of brawling stuff you know i i i have done here and there i've done some kind of ratter hunting stuff um but we are really trying to encourage and, and bring attention to all the play styles that fall within small gang so that's you know nano tournament play uh, brawling, 
kind of the stuff that goes on in low sec faction where warfare and non-faction warfare and even stuff like high value target hunting um guys like the most infamous would be uh von hole who dedicates his entire eve play to hunting down incredibly blingy pvp ships essentially so you know blingy blops battleships that are jumping on ratters or uh, alliance tournament ships stuff like that uh incredibly talented um guy that multi boxes and brings in some friends occasionally but you know it's not the typical small gang nano play but we're still going to cover stuff like that when it comes up and see if we can get some of those guys on the show potentially to talk about it uh it's all super interesting and kind of the name of our podcast less than 10 kind of signifies you know groups less than 10 people it's kind of what we're centering around yeah another one that pops up in my head is like flight leader and some of those black ops um videos that we see and usually that's you know two maybe three guys um doing black ops and they're coordinating how they're hunting where they're putting bubbles uh stuff like that that's just really kind of in-depth um and and really uh challenging gameplay so yeah exactly cool and uh yeah i guess that kind of covers it you think of anything else to talk about blood i mean you, you you were talking about how you just really enjoyed podcasts and uh i'm just a nerd who likes to talk about eve and mechanics so it kind of works out in that sense i think it will complement each other <laughs> going yeah, definitely. through this process we definitely, we definitely <laughs> want to encourage the gameplay it's uh it's improved in the last six months um from some balance changes from ccp mainly to carriers and stuff like that application from fighters um they were very oppressive they still kind of are but uh for other reasons um so we we really want to encourage people to go out there with their mates and and fly in small gang so not only we're going to cover some of the news that happens in the community of small gang and talk about different play styles but we're also going to try and have some instructional instructional segments um, so that some of the people who haven't done small gang or haven't done much of it might be inspired to go do that. And that kind of leads us into our main topic for today's show, uh, which is how to find uh, small gang fights. So, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to roam for, you know, a couple hours and not get anything, and that can be pretty discouraging. So we're kind of hoping that uh, with some of these tips and our experiences that you could avoid not getting anything for two, three hours of roaming. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really important to have kind of a strategy when you're saying, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to fight, and you get your ship ready, and you, it's really important to think about, uh, you know, what can your ship handle, um, where are you going, what's your goal, and, and then hopefully you can get into a fight relatively quickly, and um, so it's that's where that fun part of PvP comes from, that's where that engagement comes from, and if you're roaming for two hours and you don't get anything, uh, that's not fun. You know, it's can, can be really boring. So, um, that's kind of what we're going to focus on today. And I guess we can start by kind of talking about what, what we focus on, which we mostly roam in Nullsec, right? That's kind of our focus. That's because we live in a wormhole that has a Nullsec static. And so we have constant access to Nullsec, um, and, and kind of, what's the you know when we jump out and in, into nullsec what's the first thing we usually do we we pull up the in-game map or dotland and we're just looking for activity around us um and so i think that's kind of like where we start that process um and yeah yeah i think if you want to like if you just looked say you're in judah you fit up your ship um it's probably a poor idea idea to just like be like oh, i'm gonna fly out to you know declan today and you pick a system in Declan and set destination and roam there. It's kind of like a, a brain off kind of play, but um, you're, you know, you can optimize your route a lot better to pull yourself through content essentially. And the in-game map um, is really helpful because you can look at different statistics that aren't available on Dotland. Things like average players in space, things like that. You can see where Sinos are, um, which Sinos are usually there's people or content around Sinos. Um, unless it's like a, just people moving like a jump freighter out. If you learn an area, you'll kind of pick up on that. 
the the first one the first one I look for is average pilots in space, uh, and that's just because I'm looking for people who are actively moving around, um, and then after that I'll look for ratting activity, and that's not always the best. I don't always want to just go find a ratter and gank them, but uh, sometimes in that area that means there are people moving around and there can be opportunities to fight people. So those are usually the two statistics yeah, that and I'm the looking nice thing, for if the you, most. If you can find a ratter, like Blood said, it's not the most engaging content to go kill a VNI. But uh, one tactic that we regularly use is to hold that VNI, trying to force a response. So you can like ungroup your guns and you know tickle them after you push him through his tank. Just start tickling him. You, you're kind of just holding him there making him think he can get away if he brings a friend in. And then you're just watching a short-range D-scan, and once that friend starts coming in, just annihilate the VNI and then fight what's coming. Like, uh, that's that's one way we kind of, you know, you'd be surprised how often stuff like that works. Yeah, uh, I mean, the other night we caught an Ishtar, and it was, like, 100% going to die. We held him for a while, like... I don't know, 10 minutes or something, and then stuff started warping in. And uh, it was it was kind of surprising to me that how long we had held this guy before stuff came in. Um, usually it's like stuff will come in in the first two minutes or not at all. Um, <laughs> so that was, I remember that one. I think also one thing is, so you choose the area of space you're going to roam, and then... It also kind of depends on if you're solo, I think you approach things differently. I know when I roamed solo in Nullsec, I intentionally wouldn't go to large groups like main system, but I would go within like one or two jumps from it and I would I would kind of circle around it. Um, and so that was just to kind of limit how big of a response there would be to my presence. Um, also solo like going going into entry systems where there might be a gate camp uh that's a good thing to to kind of know and look on z kill see if there's a potential gate camp in that system um so once you have your destination kind of determined uh those are kind of two things that i always keep in mind as well um for small corps you might be able to engage a gate camp so you might want to look and try and find what information you can and then if that seems like a group of ships that you could fight then you determine a strategy for actually um getting them to to get or catching them or getting them to engage you uh and then fighting you know in an entry system like that uh likewise depending on the size of your group you could go into a main group's staging system and pick a fight there and retreat out like one jump or two jumps to try and uh get people spread out a little bit more so those are um, some of the things to like factor in as far as size of your group or if you're solo and how you approach that. But definitely, I think heading to a populated place with a, a specific kind of goal is going to just result in faster content. Um, you won't be spending an hour just kind of going through dead areas of space looking for something uh, and, and trying and hoping that Somebody and that's one of my you. favorite preferred ways too is kind of, you know, run into a populated, really populated area, kick the hornet's nest, and then turn around and and run from the response. And every gate you you kind of go, more and more hornets fall off the group, and then you can get to the point where it's a fight you can take. Yeah, for sure. It's and then by then it's usually just the people that actually want to fight not the people that just responded to a ping. You know, if you're three jumps away and there's still people following you, those are the people that actually want to fight, and those are going to be the more interesting fights uh, that you're going to get. Then I think in low sec, it's a little bit different because of some of the mechanics that are there that aren't in null. Um, like low sec, faction warfare complexes are going to be your main place where fights happen. Um, so as a solo player... In low sec, I mostly flew and occasionally still fly just frigates and destroyers. Uh, and you can use those faction warfare complexes to get one-on-one or 1v2 kind of situations. Um, as a small group, 
uh, I've flown with Rote Capel. They do a lot of uh, NPSI kind of fleets, and they'll run around and they'll try and catch things in those faction warfare complexes with like an interceptor, and then hopefully those ships that get caught have you know a gang coming to to fight and it can spark an engagement that way. But I think the faction warfare complexes are going to be your biggest kind of uh, motivation or area where you're going to fight. Yeah, for sure. And, and in case you're kind of newer to the game, newer to PvP, general overview on those complex, complexes Blood is mentioning is they, they're basically like a little gated anomaly that appears on your probe scanner and your overview. And uh, they have ship restrictions on them. So if you go into the smallest uh, complex, a novice, um, it's T1 frigs and destroyers. I uh, believe, it's, right? it's T1 and faction frigates. Yeah, no faction destroyers, frigates. no assault frigates. So. so just frigates. The the next size up, you get T2 frigs, and then you get destroyers as well, right? Yep. And then uh, the medium. So uh, so that's a small. The medium is going to be cruisers um and uh tech three destroyers and, and below so everything below is always going to be allowed in and then larges don't have a gate um and they don't have any restrictions but um one thing that's special about all of the complexes is they're considered dead space which abides by some special rules you can't warp directly to fleet members. Um, anytime you warp to a fleet member, at, say at range or something, it will be warping you to that range based off of the point of the anomaly. So if your fleet member ends up flying away 150 kilometers uh, and you try to warp to them from somewhere else in space, you'll land at zero on the complex and your buddy will be 150k away dying. Um, likewise, if you're on grid with them, you can't warp to them directly and uh, you can't light sinos in that area of space so it creates this specific area in a system where uh, as a small gang pilot or a solo pilot you can take advantage of uh, a group not being able to coordinate or reinforce very easily and you can split people apart and, and kind of pick on uh, get fights um, you know, maybe there were three people that came to fight you, but they've spread out and you can have a 1v1 that they are thinking that they would have a big advantage in. So um, that's kind of like why I focus so much on them in low sec and uh, people that are in those. And, um, you know, you're going to if you are the attacker going after someone who's in a complex, you can watch D scan to see if any other people are coming in. Uh, and you have more time to respond. For sure. And they are tied to the faction warfare system, but it is worth noting, you don't have to be a faction warfare member to to fight in these plexes. You'll just take a, a sex status hit if you in, engage someone there. So standard low sec rules, open to anyone. If you're new, you want to just get started, fit up a cheap T1 frig and kind of go fly at, fly at her. There's lots of really good resources. Um, where they kind of go through like a tier list, if you will, of T1 frigs, how to fit them, what they're good at, what they're not good at, that kind of stuff. So I would highly re recommend it. I used to do a lot of uh, that kind of low sex small gang stuff. Uh, my favorite ship was the um, dual web RD Firetail was one I really liked flying. Yeah, I liked flying the dual web rail Merlin. Very similar reasons, but it, it was much more engageable and people would want to fight you a lot. Um, notably some channels on YouTube that I think have great content around that area. Eve is easy, which is run by Suetonia. He's a current CSM member and just awesome, awesome solo PVP -er. Um, Solomon Phi has some really good tutorials. Uh, so I would definitely check those guys out. Um, and yeah. Then I guess like the third area of space that we kind of haven't talked about yet is wormholes. Um, you know, looking for fights in wormholes as a solo player. Um, yeah, I mean, you you kind of have a little bit more experience in this area probably than I do, right? Yeah, the wormhole carbs I flew with weren't really big into the solo stuff. So, I mean, 
I haven't done a ton of like the wormhole solo stuff, but I know I, I've I'm always interested in it. Like uh, one of the one awesome blog that I recall that kind of this guy focused on solo wormhole content was uh, Cloaky Bastard, and this dude multiboxed a, a Proteus, and uh, I think it was three or four other battleship hulls, depending on the timeline of when you're reading the blog. It would either be Dominic's Navies or Nestor's, I believe. Interesting. And uh, yeah, super awesome content. He would find a wormhole, camp it. Uh, keep his battleships logged off. They were all clo- had cloaks on them, so they'd either be logged off or, or cloaked in a safe, right? He'd use a covered ops Proteus to kind of scan around the system. He'd sit there waiting, and uh, when they came out to farm, he would, you know, warp the Proteus in, get tackled, decloak the battleships, and warp them onto the Proteus and try and get fights. So super cool content, uh, very like hunter kind of stocky uh, role play feel to it, you know. Um, it, Obviously, it would be pretty boring at times because you're sitting in one wormhole. Um, that's kind of one method I've seen. And then obviously, there's there's like gate camping. You could, um, you know, some cool stuff you could do is you could uh, find a group, say a, a target, right? Say your target is our corp, the Kronos Ritual. Um, you could kind of keep some cloakies on our staging structure that we use and and watch, scan around our chain, see what's there. And maybe put a cloaky dictor, say we have a high set connection, right? Put a cloaky dictor there. And obviously this would take a couple alts or a couple people to kind of feed the intel. And you just wait. And as soon as you see someone decloak, maybe it's a hauler, you know, you could uh, drop your your interdictor cloak and bubble up and he'll, he just warp right in and, you know, get some juicy kills that way. Yeah, I was thinking back to John Drees of Honorable Third made a video about had a bubble on gates to catch people moving. And I think you could apply the same kind of strategy to wormholes. Also, um, I know Lucy Liu does stuff where he'll find a wormhole that has people in it that are active. And then he'll start, uh, P- he'll, he'll start doing PVE in that wormhole and until they respond. And I, I'm sure there's, he'll have like cloaky eyes on their structure. So if they undock too many things, he, he can, you know, try to leave or what have you. But uh, yeah, for sure. I think like creating a situation for them to come to you and fight so that they feel more confident is kind of a really useful strategy. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing is you can do, say you're in a C3, like you could overtank a, a tech three and with tackle and run those sites. Right. And, you know, Worst case, you're making some isk. Best case is you get some cool fights. Yeah, for sure. Or even like you can, I think, do a lot of the C three sites in like a in a battleship that's kind of light tanked um, and PvP fit, and so they might think, oh, this might be a juicy kill, um, and and come after you. So yeah, if if someone if you're connected to somebody who is active, um, you know, start kind of doing some activity and show that you're active and see if they start moving and, and coming to kill you. That's always fun. Um, yeah, wormholes are kind of weird because you, you don't have the statistics available on like a, like on Dotland or something where you ahead of time you're going like, I'm going to go here. So it's more of knowing what's around you in space, um, knowing what's connected down chain from you and if there's any people active. Um, another option, you could always just go roam, like go through uh wormhole space and just constantly scanning and going into the next wormhole and the next wormhole and the next wormhole until you find people doing stuff um but that's gonna be a little more tedious in terms of you know but if you enjoy scanning and you enjoy um doing data and relic stuff that's definitely gonna result in some some content eventually and then for small corps i think having people kind of going down wormhole chains and um, branching out and scanning and looking for activity. I think that's kind of the, the key there. Uh, I was in uh, Mouth Trumpet Cavalry for a little while, for like six months or so, and they mostly fought within their wormhole chain. Uh, and uh, there were constantly three people down chain, just kind of um, scanning and then someone would say, oh, hey, uh, I found this wormhole or I found this group or, oh, hey, this 
know, an orca is is out here doing something, and then you start to kind of figure out, okay, how can we engage this? Uh, who's going to tackle? Like, how do we get if there's a response? Um, how do we scale that? And and do we want to bring all our dudes in at once, or do we want to bring it in gradually so they bring more dudes to fight? And what kind of situation do you want to go from there? So. Yeah, obviously, without local in wormholes, like if you're in a cloaky ship, a covered ops ship on grid with something, you know, his moment to notice you is gone. So you have the time uh, to kind of set up for it, unlike in case space with local, they, they know you're there. So, and, and that kind of leads us to like probably the most common way to get content in a wormhole if you're a keen multi boxer or you're, you're in a small corp. Um, is rolling your static wormholes, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what we do. We constantly are rolling and just popping out somewhere new, um, somewhere where people don't know that we're around yet. And then we're, we're trying to go out and find people to fight. Um, and, you know, after we get a, a couple fights, uh, we go somewhere else and, you know, a different group who is maybe not, has riled up as the last group we just fought. Um, and, and you know, that's for us who were established in a wormhole. We have a static that has that ability. If someone's in like a C5 um, and they're scanning down their chain, there's probably going to be some connections either to low sec or null sec, and you could go down those and then roam out. Um, and that's always a good option. For sure. And wormholes are... A good option for people who don't even live in wormholes too if if you kind of say you live in a constellation in null sec whether it's npc null sec or sob null sec or even low sec or hell even high sec you know in your small group scan the constellation you live in every day and you you would be you know amazed at, at where those wormholes can take you oh yeah i mean you might find a wormhole and then in that wormhole there's a connection straight to null sec or something and so suddenly um, you live in high sec, you want to go PVP instead of having to go 60 jumps to get to PVP, that wormhole connection might just it, two jumps and you're in null sec and you're in somebody's area and you're able to fight, you know, um, Thera is another great option. If you live in high sec, but you have a jump clone in Thera, you know, come Saturday, you just your your small corp goes all right let's just jump clone to thera we have ships there you know if you you put them in there during the week and stuff um and you can just jump clone in and then go pvp out from there um thera is kind of like a very unique wormhole in the sense that it has stations you can jump clone straight in and out of it um and also there's resources uh, eve scout is they a website that has uh, the connections to Thera, pretty much always up to date. And so you can look ahead of time and see what those connections are, see what areas you have potential to go to. And um, yeah, Thera is actually like a great way if you're just looking for a start to wormhole activity or kind of like a start to roaming out into into Nullsec, uh, then you kind of have half the work done for you in that a lot of the scanning's already been done. All the signatures are updated, and all you have to do is just go check Eve Scout and see what's what's there. Also, it's worth noting in Thera that you cannot anchor bubbles, but you still can use interdictors and Hick bubbles. So, you know, if if you uh, and the system is huge, so all your warps are very large. So CCP kind of did their best to make it so you can't really camp. Thera, you still kind of can, but it's harder. So it, it is a, a really good resource for people to kind of come and go as they please to get access to anywhere. On the other side, if you're ever roaming somewhere and the response is too big and say you're in a ship that you don't want to just fly into them and die, you want to deny that kill, um, it's a really great idea to have one of your utility highs have a probe launcher so you can kind of scan out. I call it ninja smoking. Back in the day when Providence would, would consistently do that, you'd roam into Providence, you get in a pipe, and they would use their their old jump gates to kind of get in front of you, get behind you, and trap you in a pipe. And I'd just be like, all right, well, you know, one of us in a gang would get some probes out and uh, 
and uh, find a wormhole and just kind of ninja smoke out of the region and deny them the kills. So yeah, yeah and, if you can do and, that. I mean, you, you save your ship too. It's like not only about denying them the kill, you could self-destruct, but it's it's about, you know, you get home eventually. So um, yeah, if there's like three systems that are, you know, in a little pocket before the camp, then and you have, you know, even if one of your guys gets out and like goes and comes back in an interceptor with probes on it, um, and start scanning. That's a, a good way to escape and, and get out. And uh, you can also, in a similar situation, say you're getting camped between your way home. Say you're trying to get back to high sec and, and you're camped in. Um, well, you could check Eve Scout for a Thera entrance, say somewhere further into Knoll. So you end up going like six jumps farther into Knoll, but then you can go into Thera and then like pop out in high sec or something. Um, and so that can be a, a way to escape too. So I think those are yeah, for sure. really great like tactics and kind of uh, resources. I guess not only uh, we started this as the topic of how to find fights, but also like how to get away from fights too. So. <laughs> exactly. And then I guess uh, we didn't really mention it between the two of us when we were kind of planning for this episode, but we could talk about high sec a little bit. Um, there is small gang PVP that happens in high sec. Uh, it's pretty gimmicky, um, you know, things like, uh, you know, uh, suspect baiting, um, trying to like, uh, you know, you can warp into someone's mission and, and mess with their MTU, you'll become suspect flagged. You're basically trying to make the person running the mission shoot you, give you that timer so you can freely engage them. And what a lot of people will do is they'll then quickly warp off, reship, warp back, in something that that can take the fight right you're trying to bait them into getting that timer against you in say you're in like a really non-assuming you know non-assuming ship like a, a easy to kill frigate or or on the other hand you could you know run some high grade implants and some super blingy mods fly a, a ship that doesn't look that dangerous but because of your powerful implants and mods you know i actually knew a guy who did this to an extreme he had three accounts and so the first one i think he used an ishker i think he liked that one the most because of the drones and what he would do is he would go in and he would be salvaging and and stuff and uh looting their mtus and different things um or killing their mtus and eventually if someone engaged him he would warp in an oneros that had a scram on it so what he would do is he would use the oneros to save his ishker and then if that person then shot the oneros the oneros could freely engage so they would hold whatever the ship was that that character would hold the ship while the incursor or in ishker would drop aggression and then refit off of an orca like into a different ship like a legion and then he would come back and kill it um so it's like a really complex strategy but uh it was super effective when people would engage him and um yeah, uh, the the reason I, I didn't really want to talk about high sec a ton is because it's tends to be a very one dimensional fight. Um, usually, you're taking advantage of someone's lack of knowledge or um, mechanics like war decks, uh, war declarations, and it creates these situations where one party wants to fight and wants to get a kill, and the other party doesn't, and those tend not to be as interesting you, i don't feel like you learn as much um, some people that is their gameplay style and they really enjoy it and that's awesome good on them uh just in terms of the mechanics behind it it's usually one group is much more advanced or uh, has a much higher understanding of the mechanics than the other group and it creates these very like one-dimensional fights in high sec which um you know, is can be very frustrating or uh, could be very boring. <laughs> There's also a lot of like downtime in war declarations where people are just sitting in camping gates for um, hours on end before someone actually comes through, and then they maybe get like a, a single ship kill, and it's like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's definitely not my preferred method, and it, I mean, frankly, it's it's probably very frustrating for the people getting blown up because, as you mentioned, most of the time it's it. Your, your, their losses are, are due to being severely outplayed due to a lack of knowledge about game mechanics. So 
I'm not gonna say we really endorse it, but it is a play style, so I figured we should mention it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing to talk about. That has changed recently with war declarations being tied to structure mechanics, like to having a structure. And so there's not as many uh small groups that um you know of new players getting war decked um as there were in the past. And so I think that's a positive change and hopefully has resulted in in kind of better uh fights um over potential like structures and things. So cool. So we'll just kind of wrap up this section and uh why don't we go through and let's for people not in the know, let's kinda give them a scale of uh like most commitment to least commitment as far as um how demanding a gameplay style is to get fights. So let's start I'd say the most the, the least amount of commitment you'd have to put into doing small gang PvP would be in low sec faction warfare space. You know? Yeah, I'd you agree. Could, you could move uh you get a buddy with a hauler or even use public contracts, courier contracts from Jita and just get 10 frigates, all of them the same. Get a fit like from Evazizi or, or a resource online that you want to fly. Move them to a, a, a system or a station in LowSec and leave a jump clone there. You want a PvP? Just jump clone there. Go uh, go lose it. Go learn things. You know, um, The 10 ship challenge is kind of something that's been around in EVE for a long time. And that's where you kind of keep a journal of those 10 ships and each, each fight you get. Um, what the outcome was, what you think you could do better. Uh, that's the kind of mindset that it takes to be a successful small gang PvP or in EVE is learn from fights, you know. Don't be upset that you lose your ship. It's just a ship. It's it's a means to gameplay. Um, what you should take home from that is what you did right and what you did wrong, what you could do better. Yeah, I think the other thing with LowSec is there's also systems really close that have lots of um, market uh, lots of items on the market uh one that i used to base out of a lot was ichoria um it's right on the border in caldari space um, dodixie is pretty close to the galente side of that war zone uh and so you can just base out of some of those types of areas and um go in yeah the 10 ship challenge is really great because there you buy those 10 ships with the intention of losing them <laughs> so so you like you know that going in um and you try to learn from each fight and record it and then the next time you get into a fight um you know hopefully you you get to improve uh and by the end of that 10 those 10 ships you'll be a much better pilot just based on experience um you start to develop a strategy you start to determine some ships that you know you can't fight or you know are very unlikely to win against and that's how you get better um same with small groups if you have a certain fleet kind of composition and certain fits and you kind of take it out 10 different times and you know what went wrong in an engagement or uh what you know oh this fit wasn't tanky enough or we didn't have enough logi or whatever the situation may be you can learn from that um low sex just super accessible so that's the nice part there yeah, basically, no matter what you're doing in, in EVE, you don't really have an excuse to go to LowSec and find some fights. So I guess next, um, you know, a I'd lot of people NullSec. think, yeah, I, I think NullSec as well, but let's let's cover how accessible NullSec is, and then we'll get into wormholes last. So yeah. so for NullSec, I mean, you could do the same thing not being a solve, solve holder as we mentioned in LowSec where you're just kind of putting a jump clone in one of the NPC stations in in um, NPC NullSec, where, you know, players can't hold Sov, so. Yeah, I think the logistics there is the hardest part, getting ships to there, but I think um, Red Frog still does um, transport. Push X does transport. Um, or you can go down there with a scanner, scan some wormholes, and move some ships down there yourself. Um, you used to do that. If you are part of a SOV alliance and you live in NullSec, then you've probably got a logistics chain set up for yourself, and you've got a place where you can put ships. So you could roam into neighboring areas or scan out stuff into wormholes. Um, but yeah, I, and and you have intel channels and Enzoflex yeah. jump gates. Like you, you, if you're a <laughs> really, yeah. holder, you have no excuse. 
yeah, you you should be seeing when anyone comes into your area, and you should be able to just like go straight to them and fight them. So <laughs> yeah, we made a mistake. Sov Nullsec is more accessible than Lowsec. <laughs> you just have to be part of a Sov holding. Oh group. yeah, okay. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't differentiate Sov Nullsec from other Nullsec. So that's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, so that's kind of that. I mean, um, it, it you it can you will spend some time doing logistics, especially if you're solo or a very small group. You will spend some time doing logistics, or you'll spend time traveling back and forth each time you want to find some fights. And lastly would be wormholes. And I would, this one's kind of tough because it depends what kind of wormhole you're in. Yeah, like we're we're not a true wormhole corp. We have a null static and we abuse it. Like, you know, we we kind of run out of our null static constantly. Um, so we almost almost fall into that category of like a null sec entity, like living in NPCs null sec is just, where we're roaming constantly changes every time we roll the the static. Um, but yeah, I think like we still do scan our C5 exit that allows us a, a much longer chain to do logistics and things like that. Um, and obviously getting replacement ships into your wormhole takes more logistics. So um, in that sense, but if you live like in a C5 or something, you're going to have to put in a lot more time on the front end with scanning and mapping your chain and knowing what is around you um, in order to to be able to take advantage of that. Yeah, and I'd say, like, organized C2 Nullsec group, very accessible PvP. Uh, dead C2 Nullsec group, uh, you know, a ton of effort because it, it takes more than just one person um, you need four megathrons to well, to roll it really well. You need four megathrons. You know, two can do it in about ten minutes because you'll have the the timer. But um, it, it's very accessible if you're in a, a you know organized small C2 null site group. You can log in. People are already out in your in your uh, null site static roaming. You just join them. No one's out. You just warp to it and jump through. You know, usually. A small group, you'll have it, everything mapped already. If everyone chips in a little bit, it's very accessible. So, I, I would really encourage you if you've got a little bit of PvP experience and you wanna, you like nullsec flavor of PvP, um, small gang PvP, I should say. You should try and find a, a C2 nullsec group in your time zone that's active. Yeah, it's definitely a great way to kind of jump into the action. Um, I highly encourage it. Yeah, so I think that's about everything there. Why don't we uh, move into our kind of oh, final segment? Actually, where where does Thera fit into this? Because I think Thera, uh, it's tough. Like, is it somewhere between Nullsec and Wormholes? Is it harder than Wormholes or, or easier than Wormholes? I feel like it's easier because you can jump clone in there. Yeah. I'd say it's harder if you're not a member of Thera Boys. <laughs> uh, but there is probably something that uh you know get your feet wet in other areas and then research there and move in there but definitely have some knowledge about you know um, bubbles and and how wormholes work a little bit before you jump in there but it's it probably falls in between it can be very easy you can definitely get all over the map super quick so Cool. So kind of wrapping up the podcast for this episode, it's been mostly an introduction to us and our play style. Um, but uh, let's see, did, is there, are there any fights from this week that kind of stand out that you really enjoyed? I got to look at my kill board because I've been camping with my family. I just got back the other day, so I need to, I need to <laughs> review. So uh, you go first. Yeah. I, I just remember that Ishtar kill because it's it was a very one-sided fight when we first caught him and uh he's just ratting and we end up killing all of his drones and then we hold him for 10 minutes and suddenly like an orthrus starts warping in we see other stuff on d scan um and, it, and so we just like really quickly kill the ishtar and 
then the Ortheris ends up killing a Kikimora in our group before we could kill it. So, like, we ended up losing a ship there, which was kind of funny. And, um, yeah, the Ishtar ended up being really expensive, so that was nice. But uh, it, it went from this, you know, you catch a ratter, and then there's a response, which is, like, the ideal situation. Like, just killing a ratter is really boring. So, but getting that response and a fight um, was was enjoyable yeah that was i was on that fight as well it was it was good and like you said we held that guy for ages and then finally that orthrus and the osprey came in the orthrus was was well fit as well um yeah that, that was a good fight i agree for my highlight i'm going to take it back to june 2nd so as of recording it's the 15th today so i like i said i was camping for about uh 10 days um so this this fight that happened on june 2nd um we were rolling our static a whole bunch, and we had some good fights earlier. But then we got a uh, a, a static that spawned near uh, Tribute, near Otak Y, that area. Um, so that's kind of right in the thick of the current conflict between the North and the Imperium. Um, so we had lots of players, and that resulted in some really good fights. At the beginning, it was just myself and Nith, uh, a court mate of mine. And I was in a Osprey Navy issue, and he was in an Artie Wolf. And there was just tons of shit on the gate, you know, around those systems. Um, they were trying to fight us, and we just kept kiting away. We'd edge closer to where they could kind of start to tickle us, and then we'd burn away. And anything that would come at us, we would frag if they brought too much. You know, we had pings all over the place. We were warping around. They had combat probes. Super edge of your seat. And we were playing with them long enough that... Uh, some other courtmates came on and then and then came out. And Blood probably doesn't want to be reminded of this day because it's it's oh, is the that day the, that when I lost the Hurricane the, Fleet. It I actually lost an HFI earlier that day too. But yes, that's the day that you okay. like every time you joined up, you just like landed <laughs> yeah. on grid and I lost. I died like three yeah. times, <laughs> just straight yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, you were just great. like fuck this, like I'm gone, <laughs> peace out. But for me, it was a really really fun uh, evening. Uh, oh, for sure. About Got about, I don't know, 16, 18 kills um, with, you know, anywhere between two and five guys in, in uh, fleet. So it was really fun. Um, eventually, there was a couple big fleets that kind of came through and a couple of our guys would get caught because we, we didn't have alts with eyes in surrounding systems. We were just kind of, you know, not really tryharding it too much. Um, so a couple times we were fighting on a grid and then you know, a Ferox fleet would jump through or something stupid like that. And a couple of guys would cut, get caught. I got like alpha'd by, I think it was an, oh, it was Bastion or yeah, it was one of those groups. I like got alpha'd in my HFI by 61 Feroxes. <laughs> it's like so yeah. brutal. <laughs> super, super engaging gameplay. That's what you, you know, oh, no, they try were not eagles. to do. That's right. They were yeah, eagles. Yeah. I'm looking at the kill them now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Eagles or Munin, something like that, where you, they just appear and you're like, oh, fuck, I, I can't get out fast enough. Yeah, but eh, those, those, those kinds of times that you kind of go like, okay, you know, next time we should have a scepter that's like on the other side just to give us a heads up or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, try just, to, a, just an alt or something. Yeah, you try to just shrug it off and be like, all right, today, like, I didn't, I, you know, I got caught in some situations or whatever but <laughs> exactly yeah so that's it for fights uh let's move into shout outs for me i just want to uh really appreciative of uh, our corp ceo griffius who uh who helped us get a recording studio set up in our corp discord and got the bot running to record and you know the roles set up and all that kind of stuff so there's lots of really good uh small gang guys that are a member of our corp discord public section so it's uh it really meant a lot to kind of have our recording studio set up on our Corp Discord. And so thanks, Griff. I really pre appreciate that. Yeah, it's really cool that the bot records our voice tracks separately. And so that's going to make editing really uh, easy. And it can be exported in a lot of different file types and stuff. So that would just be really cool. Um, that's like massive. So uh, really appreciate that a lot. Yeah, for sure. And it's better quality because of the uh, Nitro boosts we have. So if you've uh, liked this podcast and you uh, want to get on our Corp Public Discord and boost the server 
feel free. Yeah. Um, also, I think we're we're kind of aiming for an episode every two ish weeks, something like that. Um, and you know, kind of this was obviously an introductory episode, and then as we go further in, we'll get more and more in depth about uh, details and um, and some mechanics and things that we think are really important, and kind of dive deep into these subjects. So um, always, like, any suggestions, shoot them to us. Uh, I think that'll be really cool. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of excited about the prospect of this. It'll be fun. And, yeah, we just get to hang out and chat for, like, an hour and a half as nerds. And, uh, yeah, it's good times. So As, as nerds do. Yeah. Cool. I think that'll kind of end it, um, as always. Everyone who's listening, thank you for listening to Less Than 10, uh, EVE Online Small Gang PvP podcast. And uh, welcome to join our Discord, um, hang out with us in Kronos Ritual. And uh, yeah, hope to hope people enjoyed this, this time and come back next episode. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next episode.